0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast, Be Rose with the Davidson. I'm Chad. And I'm Lisa. We are a family with real issues but have a desire to bring encouragement and hope to your family through our testimony and the empowerment of the Word of God. Now enjoy the episode. 3 family, what's going on? Man, this has been an incredible day so far, and it's about to get even better because we're about to jump into the Word today. I love the Word of God. Sometimes it's challenging, and sometimes it's encouraging, but it's good for us. It says that it brings health and wholeness and healing to us. That's what what the Bible says. And so today I believe that I have a Word for us, me, you, and I believe it's going to encourage us in our pursuit of Jesus, And our intimacy with Jesus, and our daily walk with him. Maybe you're saying, well, I don't really have a walk with him, or I've kind of given up on my walk. Maybe you're frustrated or angry at him. I'm here to let you know that he's not scared by that, that he loves you, and he's waiting for you. His hands are reached out to you, waiting for you like a good father to come back into his lap. So I just want to encourage you on that today. But we're going to jump into this word today, and let's pray over it. Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this word. I thank you for your word that is powerful and sharper than two-edged swords, God. God, I thank you right now, God, that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to receive. I pray right now, God, that you let this word fall on good ground, God, so that we can reap the harvest that you intend for it to, in Jesus' name, amen. So my family is a sports family. We love sports. We're fanatics about sports. I play sports. My boys play sports It runs deep in my family. And so right now we're in football season, and my youngest son is a running back. And he came home the other day and he goes, Dad, how can I build up my endurance? How can I last longer? I'm like, well, son, you just got to keep working out and pushing yourself to build up that stamina. Then my other son, he plays, he plays football as well, but baseball is his sport. And, and I was, that was my main sport, so he comes to me and he's like, Dad, how can I get better at my batting? How can I get better at this? And I'm like, well, you just got to work at it. You got to work on your mechanics, do it over and over and over. The issue is this. With, with, with the culture today, everybody wants it quick and now and fast and a shortcut. And, and so I began to research on, online, and I came across this video about an industry called PED, Performance Enhancing Drug Supplements. And, and, and basically, it's a $24 billion a year industry. People get it, do it for losing weight, they do it to get stronger, they use it for muscle mass, to build muscle mass, for endurance, for mind clarity, all kind of different things. And the reason it's so successful is because it, it caters to a wide range of areas that people struggle in. The other reason it's successful is this. Anyone can make a mixture. Anyone can make a mixture. So the only way that um, it can get banned is if the FDA um, decides that it's harmful for your body. Meaning that it could be um, useless and not do anything for you. But if it doesn't harm you, they'll leave it on the market. So um, tonight I took the acronym PED and I kind of arranged it to fit us as followers or disciples of Christ. And you may ask, what exactly is a disciple of Christ, or a disciple in general? And it's a follower or a student of a teacher or a leader. And as disciples or followers of Christ, I know sometimes if you're honest with yourself and, and we're honest with ourselves, that we feel stuck, that we feel like we, we, um, something's missing, that we need something to push us or give us the power or enable us to fulfill the calling that Jesus has given us. And as I was watching this, like I said, anybody in the PED industry can make a mixture. So tonight, I've made a mixture for us, and I want to talk about the four ingredients, or three ingredients, sorry, of a PED, a power-enabled disciple. Come on, put in the chats, power-enabled disciple. See, God's given us a perfect mixture. He's given us the ability to get stronger in our faith. He's given us the ability to get smaller in our flesh and to not give in to our own desires. He's given us the ability to endure more and to last longer and to fight harder and to not give in during our trials and our struggles. And he's given us the ability to gain knowledge and power to teach people about him and demonstrate his power and his love to the world around us in our circle of influence. So right now we're going to jump into this text. Um, if you want to turn to John 7, 37-39, Uh, One of my favorite passages in the Bible, and it reads like this. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, Scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. That's talking about us. Up to that point in time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. You see what's awesome is Jesus is prophesying and declaring that a generation is coming that will do great things. And the reason they will be able to do great things is because when he goes away, when he goes to sit at the right hand of the Father, those who believe in him, he was sending a gift to fill them and empower them to fulfill the mission on earth. To go into the Word and preach the Gospel and make disciples. To heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, um, set the captives free, and everything else. And I truly believe that God is raising up a remnant, a group of people that love Jesus and will not... Um, bow down to society and the culture of the world, but yet will establish the culture of a kingdom as the kingdom in a culture of revival and shift the atmosphere and the culture of the earth now. And I don't know about you, but let me ask this. Is there anybody on here today watching that's ready to shift today's culture? It's ready to shift the atmosphere at your job, in your school when you walk in. It's ready for the, to shift the atmosphere in your home and see prodigals come home. It's ready to shift the culture and the atmosphere in your communities, in, in your neighborhoods, at the ball fields, in the grocery store. Because you're so full of the power of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit that when you step into an area... That it's overwhelming and overpowering to the culture and the kingdom of darkness that you just begin to shift things. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of that group. Can I get amen? If you, if you agree with me, put amen in the chat. So let's dive into this. Um, number one, our first ingredient is desire. We must have desire. What is desire? It's a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wanting something to happen. In verse 37, John 7, 37, it says, And on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood in a loud voice and said, If anyone who is thirsty, let anyone who is thirsty, let anyone who is thirsty. That was a call of desire, if they could find desire in their heart. It was for those who desired more than what they were living in in the moment. You see, the funny thing is Jesus started this message If there's anyone that's thirsty, if there's anyone who has desire, if there's anyone who's not satisfied. And there's that a large religious festival, something like a camp meeting, or a special revival service, or a youth camp, or something like that. So basically he's he's saying, hey, I know this is a religious festival, I know it's a church service, but I just want to put this out there. If all this religion is leaving you a little bit thirsty, even a little bit thirsty, and making you feel like you're missing something... If you feel like you don't have enough of God in your life, then I'm talking to you. And so the first ingredient is desire. This was a universal invitation for everyone. It didn't matter who they were. It didn't matter what church they came from. It didn't matter what family they came from. It didn't matter what their background was or what their current situation was right now. He said, I don't even care if you believe in me. That's basically what he's saying. I don't care if you ever believed in me. It didn't matter age, race, color, social status, whatever. Jesus makes this universal invitation that says, if you just desire, have a little ounce of desire in you, I can work with that. There's no prerequisite. There's no training sessions you have to go through. But if you hunger or thirst... I can work for that. If you know inside, I need something, I don't know what it is, but maybe I'll give this a try. I don't care if you're high as a kite right now, but you say, God, if you truly exist, show me. He can work with that, friend. Maybe this describes you today. Can you lay that down tonight? Can you get past the hurt and pain? Can you get past the, the, uh, uh, the um, condemnation and shame on yourself? Can you lay down the title? Can you lay down the pride? Can you lay down what family you came from? Can you lay down who hurt you and just show desire tonight? Can we forget about that? Can we forget about what the doctor's report said? And just say, God, I desire. He's saying, if you have any desire in your heart, I can work with that. Desire. When I was uh, coming back to God, when I, after my divorce and and, and when I, some of you know the story, but um, I would find myself just um, my mind would begin to wander again and kind of go back to those things. Or even now at times. Um, you know, just struggling with temptation, struggling with thought process, struggling with uh, um, the way I speak or the way I treat people, and and, and 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 I was frustrated with that, and that's what God's talking about. He said, like, "I don't care. I can overlook that stuff if you have desire. We begin. We can begin to work on that. All He needs is for you to be willing. Desire, desire. The second ingredient." Of A power enabled disciple is an action and is action and acts or will of will to move or maneuver to put forth effort. And the rest of that verse in 37 on the greatest day, um, on the last day of the greatest festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, if anyone has desire, then come and drink. In other words, if you're thirsty. Come do something. He didn't say, if you're thirsty, I'll come to you and bring you something. He didn't say, if anyone is thirsty, I'll make sure that the worship leader plays the right song. Or the pastor calls you when you miss church. Or, or, or someone greets you. Or we come, um, we'll have a special meeting so we can discuss things. No. He said, if anyone is thirsty, come and drink. Come. Get up. Do something. If anyone is thirsty, get up and take a step forward and so Jesus is saying this he says if you desire me and if you want to know me and if you want me if you want to be a power enabled disciple it's time to take action it's time to stop talking about it you know we had a a saying back in the day that said don't talk about it be about it in other words Jesus is saying get up and do something and if that's you today I want to encourage you To do something. Whatever it is that you've been saying. Whether if it's, hey, I'm going to start getting up early in the morning and praying and doing my devotion time. That way I'm going to schedule in. You've been talking about it, but you haven't been doing it. Guilty. I'm not a morning person, but God's been challenging me for that. And I do it a few days and then I mess up. And I do it a few days and I mess up. But I'm determined to put action and obedience to what God's given me. God's instructing me. So if that's you and you're ready to put action to it, in the chat I want you to put, do something. And so our final ingredient tonight of this powerful supplement for our power-enabled disciple is force. Force. I know I'm having you put in the chats a lot, but, but I'm, I'm trying to keep you connected. So if you can't put in the chats, may the force be with you. Yeah, 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 any Star Wars fans out there. So verse uh, chapter 7, verse 38 and 39, it says this. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And when he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. Faith is an important part of this. It's given to anyone who believed in him. He says this. He says, when we believe, rivers will flow from within you and flow flow out of you. You see, this is the last day of the festival, and as a, a um, former um, itinerant preacher, evangelist, um, as a former youth pastor, a former camp speaker, that last night that you have with people um, is important to you because you're like, okay, I got one more shot to try to reach these people. So basically, Jesus is saying this I'm going to leave y'all. Well, I want to drop a bomb on y'all tonight. I want to leave y'all with some truth. And, and 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 basically said this. There's some powerful things that are being released to you that you can take back with you, and it's going to enable you for the rest of your life to fulfill these things that I've been preaching to you about for the past three years that I've been in ministry. That's what Jesus is saying to him. And see, in verse 38, 39, it said, The Spirit hadn't been given yet, Because Jesus had love. So he was saying this. He was saying, if you believe what I'm telling you, if you believe in me and you have faith, then you will receive something in return that will do this. It will wash you of your sins and give you new life. Powerful, powerful thing. Can I say something, though? That's only the beginning. So many times in church, we stop at salvation. And then we're like, well, we're just going to wait this thing out until Jesus comes back or and, until we die and go to heaven. Can I say this? If you're waiting on death to live in freedom and waiting on death to experience heaven, then death is your Savior, not Jesus. Jesus saved us so we could step into our inheritance that, G- that God had, had given us, which is to have authority on earth. To live out heaven on earth. And so many times we stop that. So yes, forgiveness of sin. And it says, And you receive the gift from me that will empower you to do everything I told you to do. Which was what? Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Set the captives free. Give hope to hopeless. Right? Renew minds to those that feel like they've lost it. Romans 8.11 says this. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. You have dead raising power living inside of you. You see, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit, isn't for us just to sit around and brag about the gifts. Brag that we can speak in tongues. Brag that we can prophesy. Rather, we can work miracles. Rather, we can discern spirits. It's not for that. It's to enable us and empower us to go out and fulfill the calling that Jesus gave us. To preach his gospel. It gives us power to enable us to be disciples and make disciples. In other words, and I'm closing with this. In other words, he's saying this. When we desire God, it leads us to salvation. uh, To salvation in Christ. And at that moment, we have been filled. The Holy Spirit enters us. Remember, he sends the Holy Spirit enters us, and he now lives in us. And when we do something, when we put action with that, with the desire to know him, and take action to pursue Jesus and get to know him, he begins to release his power in us to do his work. Watch this now. It says, and as we get to know him, our faith begins to increase because intimacy with Jesus begins to open up the realm of seeing. Remember what I said at the beginning, when we are close to Jesus, when we have a relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal more of him. It increases us, and we start to believe that we can actually do what he's called us to do. And so the Holy Spirit begins to consume us. Well, what happens with fire? When it consumes us, it comes everywhere. When the fire starts in the house, what happens? It eventually comes out. It says, then the Holy Spirit begins to show us when to move, where to move, where to go, who to talk to. And it just starts leaking out of us little by little and becomes uncontrollable. And when we are obedient, this amazing, powerful force begins to flow out of our mouths out of our actions, and every part of our lives like a force of a river current that is powerful and overwhelming to the point that we start seeing lives change. We start seeing bodies healed. We start seeing family restores. It's like this. When we walk in grocery stores and we see a person in a wheelchair, the Holy Spirit says, You've been spending time with me. You're full of me. My spirit is in you. And I go pray for that person. And we actually, through relationship and through God showing us time and time again that his word is true, believe that and go over and pray for people. And we begin to reach out, and we begin to minister, and everywhere we go, His Spirit is flowing out of us because we've submitted, and we desired, and He used that desire. And in that desire, we took action and begin to obey His commands. And when we begin to obey, the force of that river becomes to flow out of us, and that's where we see culture shift. That's where we see the kingdom of God manifest. That's where you start to shift things in your home. If you're with me, can you put some praise hands in the chat? Hallelujah. And I'm going to pray, but I want to ask you this tonight. Are you ready? Are you full of desire? Are you ready to step out in action? And you're ready to submit to the force of the Holy Spirit to flow out of you so you can impact and change lives of the people around you let's pray father i thank you for this word today i thank you god that it's healing our bodies right now i thank you god that it's renewing our minds god i thank you god for every person tuned in and every person that will watch in the future god god that you're anointing and your spirit will begin to just watch over them god and draw them near to you god god and let them god know that you're ready to receive them, God. You're ready to show them what you have for them. You're ready to use them to fulfill the things that you have for them. In Jesus' name.